I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've been the best since day one. On this microphone, in the booth, in my bed, I live it. I breathe it. I am it. Welcome to the Soldier. What up, people? Welcome to another edition of the Salty Thought to Donnie Oo podcast, featuring the one and only Donnie Oo, best of what he does. This here episode, I guess you can call the penultimate episode of the Salty Thought to Donnie Oo podcast. Do you know why? Do you know why I want to entitle it that? Even though I I already got the title already in my head. And I just started recording about 40 seconds ago. That's because this is episode 99. 99. It's 99. Yeah. That means next week, hopefully, God willing will be episode number 100. Damn! I done reached the century mark with this podcast, which is very, very ironic in opposite ways. So I guess it's not ironic. Anyway, forgive me, forgive me, because I'm giving you the very up-to-date news that happened this week. Because, just like I said, I dropped these shits late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. I am recording this right now as we speak, early Sunday morning. So you hopefully will get this before the break of dawn. (laughs) Yeah. I almost... Yeah, okay. I remember what the fuck I was about to say. In my fake-ass rap career, which... Whether really it wasn't a career, because a career you actually make money, right? Anyway, when I reached song 100, little known fact about Donnie Ooh. When I reached song 100, I was going to say, fuck it. I'm finished. I retire. I prove my point, and so forth. Tell you the truth, I started recording. With the mindset of every song that I made was going to be my last. Every time I finished making a fucking song, I was just like, all right, goodbye. Yeah, that's where the goodbye come from. Because I just figured I was just going to make a track, pin a verse, prove my point, get the fuck out, stage left. But I don't even know how many songs I probably got in the archives. Probably about 500. Maybe even more. I say that to say, being the fact that I'm up to episode 100, I really do need to give myself a pat on the back. Because I am the type of dude, or I have been the type of dude in the past, that uh, I never follow things through. So a lot of times when I reach... Episode 50, yeah, it was a time for celebration. Check the archive. That's the name of the title. So that's why I celebrated so hard. 
for episode 50. Now I'm reaching almost episode 100. All right, fine. I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to get to the freaking point. Next week, next episode, on episode 100, I will hopefully have some guests or a guest. I will hopefully have some surprises in the tuck. And I'll hopefully give you the very best podcast that you've ever heard. I was about to say that you've ever seen, which brings me to topic number two. I've been trying to decide whether or not I was going to start touching the visual realm of content, of podcasts. I still haven't decided yet. Because to tell you the truth, me putting this handsome mug on dozens and dozens of video screens along the city? I don't know. Should we just getting over the pandemic, which I will speak about later on in this podcast. I don't want to cause a outbreak, an emergency, a, a sudden outbreak of divorces and breakups because they'll see Donnie and be like, oh man, I don't know. Maybe I've been living my life wrong. <laughs> I couldn't even say that shit with a straight face. Anyway, yeah, that's something I've been trying to decide whether or not I was going to do that. Probably not at this time, but it is a thought in my mind. It's just the fact that recording this podcast and making it, you know, making a visual part of this podcast, it just, it kind of cramps my style because I like to do this shit at a whim. Even though I have a set schedule, but I really don't have a set schedule. I have a set schedule of dropping these shits. How and when I do it, mm, it's just easier for you to just receive this audio as is. But I don't know. I don't know. That's that's something we might have to start, you know, really thinking about a little bit more seriously. All right. So since I've done ramble for the first six minutes of this podcast, I don't know why I keep on having timestamps in my mind and I keep on meaning to put timestamps in the description. And even when I say the timestamps in the description, guess what? They ain't no fucking timestamps in the description. Let me tell y'all, let me give y'all a rundown of what's up next on this edition of the Donnie U Podcast, I will be talking about my New York Knickerbockers' latest heartbreaking loss in the land of the sun, in the desert, against the Phoenix Suns this past Friday night. I will also be talking about the Nets, who have uh, welcomed the return of Kevin Durant from injury. And yet, they continue to lose. And I would give my thoughts on that. James Harden, Joel Embiid partnership so far in his first week. I will be actually giving a couple thoughts on the ongoing Major League Baseball lockout. Now, reaching day 95. They've already Canceled the first week of the season. I will be giving you thoughts on that. And I will be actually, I guess, admitting that I may be a fair weather fan when it comes to baseball. Somebody brought it to my attention and I'm going to discuss it here and now. And last but not least, I think I will be talking and discussing a the NFL, uh, Aaron Rodgers holding the Green Bay Packers up for um, uh, Aaron Rodgers holding the Green Bay Packers hostage and awaiting his decision. And one Kyler Murray's maybe fucked up decision in going public with his contract demands. All that and maybe much, much more. On this edition of the podcast, episode 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99.
<laughs> Let's get this shit on the road, huh? Without further ado, good night, mwah, and goodbye. Bang! You know, there was something I meant to say in the intro, and I didn't say it in the intro, so I might as well say it right here and now. I like to thank everyone who actually listened to last week's episode. You know, the salty thought to Mike Steph. You know, aka the wrestling episode. I'd like to thank each and every one of y'all that indulged my schizophrenic thoughts, my schizophrenic personality, and the fact that I bounced from one subject to another, but hopefully I gave y'all enough info to make y'all interested in the thing that I personally love. Dear say, I'm very passionate about, and that is the sport or the TV show of professional wrestling. Yeah. So thank each and every one of y'all. Wrestling is coming. Well, WrestleMania is coming up in another month. And uh, there will be more wrestling talk on this podcast. At least the lead up to WrestleMania. Because it just has to be done. Especially being the fact that my Knicks ain't going no fucking way. There ain't no baseball. And don't even look like the Nets are going to make the playoffs. And allow me to hate root for them. So... Let's get on with this podcast. Rest of this podcast, huh? You know, the lead up to me recording this podcast, I already knew I was going to talk about basketball, especially being the fact that the NFL is on a back burner because they're on hiatus from playing games, because they're doing the lead up to the NFL draft, free agency, and so forth. Baseball is being locked out, and there's nothing really to talk about on that front. So I knew I was going to concentrate this podcast on the NBA. I was going to direct my venom, my my wrath, my anger toward James Harden and Joy Embiid, my ongoing hatred of James Harden, and my growing dislike of Joel Embiid. But I was like, you know what? No, no, no. That's too much like right. That's just too much. That's 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 too much hate to start off a segment with. So I was going to put them to the side. And then I was going to concentrate on the Brooklyn Nets, a.k.a. the gentrification Nets. And the fact that Kevin Durant was returning. You still had Kyrie Irving still going back and forth in and out the lineup based on the vaccine mandates in New York City. And that is where I am going to get on a tangent right now. And go on the service road and park right here and give you my two cents on this shit. Long time listeners of this podcast know my views since the beginning of this pandemic to right here and now. I've told y'all my views on the vaccine. I've even took y'all through the journey of me actually getting stabbed in the arm. Got stabbed in the arm and took a detour. Or should I say, I took a detour and got stabbed. Yeah, check out the archives. That's the name of an episode, too. I've let y'all know about the distrust. Uh, just the logics of why I felt and I've done and I've made the decisions that I've had to make during this pandemic concerning me and my family. I even told y'all about the N1, the booster. You know, told y'all we still wasn't fucking with that J&J. Even though we really haven't heard much come out lately about that J&J. Remember when motherfuckers catching blood clots and stuff? Anyway. And I probably shouldn't even get into this, but fuck it. What sense? Starting... Monday, March 7th, the majority of the vaccine mandates in New York City will have been lifted. The mask mandates have been, will have been lifted. The only places you will be mandated still to, uh, 
have to wear a mask. We'd be in public transportation. Believe hospitals. And uh yeah, it's pretty much it. Certain certain theaters, they're still asking for proof of vaccination, but pretty much it's nil starting Monday. The biggest thing that they lifted was the mask mandate in public schools. Children ages five and older do not have to wear masks. Matter of fact, I think older than five, five and younger, they still have to wear masks because those children are not still are not able to be vaccinated. So in certain buildings, you have the pre-Ks that still have to have masks on and you have the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth graders. They're just willy nilly. But I will say. It's not saying that's all because the mandate is lifted doesn't mean you don't have to. You, I mean, you don't you have to uh, take your mask off. I mean, I've had the discussion in my household and I've, I've just said, I'm like, look. Yeah, I understand now. Now, now the anxiety kind of creeps, creeps up and ratchets it up of. All right. Well, you know, either a you got to deal with being ridiculed because you still have your mask on. Or. B, you're anxious because this is the first time that you're around inside since you've been back in school in September slash August. That now you're next to people that don't have their mask on. But that's one issue. But the biggest issue I have concerning sports right now, because I'm just going to concentrate on sports because I will go too far right or left, depending on your perspective, and probably get myself into a conversation I really don't feel like having right now. So, the way things are going to be starting Monday, Barkley Center. Currently, being the fact that Kyrie Irving still has not been vaccinated, and he's saying, I ain't, I ain't doing it. <laughs> he cannot play in home games. But, starting Monday, guess who, guess who can walk into that arena and sit right behind the bench without being vaccinated? That's right. Joe Public. And I'm not even talking about the, the pros and cons of, all right, you know, is this a health risk? I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about, logically, what sense did that fucking make? So the paying public could go into Barclays Center and watch the new the Brooklyn Nets play without proof of vaccination, without having to be vaccinated. But one of the members of the team that the public is going to watch cannot actually play in the same arena that we have unvaccinated people in. What fucking sense does that make, huh? You know why I really kind of start kind of wean myself from not talking about this shit on this podcast or not talking about this shit much at all lately, especially since the beginning of the year, because I really don't believe none of this shit anymore. I don't. To be very blunt, I don't believe nothing. It's a damn shame that my head has gotten so screwed up and so spent around that I don't believe nothing that comes out of nobody's mouth but my own. And sometimes, even if I'm looking in the mirror like I'm currently in right now, I might not, I might second guess myself. It's because of stupid shit like this. Does it make any sense? No. Now getting back to the actual sport of basketball, the games left are dwindling. You tell me, you know what frustrates me as a basketball fan? Not only a New York Knickerbocker fan, not only a Golden State Warriors fan, I ain't talking about them right now. I ain't talking about them for the foreseeable future. 
because they just they just pissing me the fuck off. They lost again. LeBron dropped 56 at home. <sighs> Warriors 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. Yeah, that's my Warriors report. Anyway. You know what you know what really irks me is the fact that we have a team in the Brooklyn Nets. Do you know? Do you know? In the last 19 games, guess what the Nets record is? I'll wait. I'll hear y'all. Guess what the Nets record is in the last 19 games? 3 and 16. 3 in 16. I believe the stat going into yesterday's game, i.e. Saturday, Friday. See, my head is all screwed up. I'm all screwed up. <laughs> I believe the record was 5 and 16 in the last 21, 3 and 19 in the last 22. Somehow the math don't make, make, make sense of that, but I know they're 3 and 19. Matter of fact, 3 and 16 in the last 19. I'm sorry. 3 and 16 in the last 19. 5 and 16 in the last 21. Still, the math don't math. The math ain't mathing. But y'all understand what I'm saying? Regardless, the, regardless of the record, the record stinks. If this was the New York Knickerbockers, you'd be hearing, oh, a trash. Oh, come on. What do y'all expect? Such a, such a catastrophe in the garden. Do you know what the Knicks record is in the same time span? You guessed it, 3 and 16. But yet, on one hand, with about 18 games left in the season, on one hand, you have all the pundits, all the sports bookmakers, everybody and their mother talking about there's still a chance the Nets can make, can, can, which call, can win the chip. When has a team that's won three games in the last two months gone on to win a chip? When? When has it ever happened? Never. Never. KD came back. They what? They one and one or zero and two? Matter of fact, they're zero and two. They haven't won since KD came back. They go against Boston in Boston tomorrow. So they got KD and Kyrie. But it, it's my thing, it's not even it's not even so much that they're not gonna make the playoffs. Because I believe they are gonna make the playoffs just for the fact that the Knicks ain't making them. But even if they do make the playoffs, look at the road they would have to go through, and that's if everybody stays healthy. Joe Harris just got ruled out for the rest of the season because he has to have another surgery on his fucking ankle. They would have to go through, probably, this would be, probably be the road, they would have to go through Chicago, Milwaukee, and Miami. Or Chicago, Philly and Miami. Four of those teams, three plus whoever they have to play in the in the play-in. They ain't catching Boston. I'm listening to Michael K the other day. He's like, well, you know, I'll give it, I'll give him credit. He was like, yeah, they're four and a half games back, but look, they're like 18 games left to go. Come on. They already lost one. Everybody just thinks that KD's going to come back and they're just going to run the fucking table. Fuck out of here. That shit, that shit, that shit just which going makes me sick to my stomach. For a team that's had so much promise, and that team would be the gentrification Nets. They've been, KD's been in there how many seasons? Not how many years, how many seasons? All right, you had the first season that ended up in the bubble. So he was gone. So that's the first season. Last season, they lost in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference uh, Semifinals. And now you have this season. Three years. There's no guarantee Kyrie coming back. No, no guarantee. I mean, yeah, I think he has a playing option. So they probably stuck with his ass. But 
When, when is that ever going to happen? Harden came in for a quick minute. And that brings me to not James Harden, because I'm still not talking about that fat, out of shape, oh, magically in shape motherfucker. Sorry, sister. Ooh, I'm just riled up right now. I'm going to talk about my New York Knickerbockers. I actually had told myself I wasn't going to talk about them. I think I might have said this, said it on the podcast. Like, look, I ain't talking about them for the rest of the, se- rest of the season. But yet they keep on drawing me back in. Matter of fact, they didn't draw me back in this last time. There's one individual. One individual. And actually, this is no shade. Because I was kind of intentionally ignoring it. But then when they reached out, I was like, huh? Yeah, well, you know. Here's the fourth quarter. Let's see how they're going to fuck up the rest of this game. Sometimes I feel like I'm a black cloud because by me ignoring them, they was up 14 points going 14 points beginning of the fourth quarter. You know who this individual was who alerted me of the fact that they was uh, actually doing the damn thing. And that would be a Mr. Tyler McDowell from the gimmicks infringement podcast. Hit me up. Yo, yo, the Knicks up. Nick's looking good, bro. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, now. But, you know, it's, it's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's go- the, the, the inevitable is going to happen. And I'm watching it. And I'm watching it in my living room. And I was like, you know what? The sponsor of this podcast, the Lewis Snapback Box, only available in my apartment, more specifically in my bed, was currently in my bed. And matter of fact, she's currently in my bed now. But she was fast asleep. And I was like, you know, they're up by 14. I should be able to keep the noise level down enough for me to watch the rest of this game in my bedroom next to my sponsor. And coincidentally, my bedroom actually has the biggest TV. Almost as big as the other thing that's in my bedroom. But I digress. So, I'm start watching this game. And... I watched, start watching right after Julius Randle got ejected. And thank goodness I remember that because I was about to go on a whole spiel and neglect to take his ass to task. Julius Randle got ejected from the game with two minutes remaining in the third quarter. I believe 243 remaining in the third quarter. Where fighting for a rebound. Him and Cam Johnson of the Phoenix Suns was bumping a little aggressively. And looking at the replay, you can see Cam Johnson push Julius Randle in the back. Jules did not appreciate that whatsoever. So he got up in Cam's face and uh, went to push him back. It was interpreted as an attempt to strike. And Julius Randle was ejected from the game. Rightfully so. You know why I say rightfully so? Not so much because of the act. Not because of so much of the action. It's the fact that just because of stupidity. Your team is up by 10. At the time, I believe he had 25 points and he was actually cooking. Get the fuck out of here. There are miracles. And he was actually the only, he was the only productive, no, matter of fact, I'm not going to say the only productive big because Mitchell Robinson, I believe, finished with 17 and 15, a couple blocks, a couple steals. But if you proclaim yourself to be the leader, if you want to be your, if you want to be the leader of your team, you cannot you cannot pull what the fuck he pulled. To me, and I said this, that was some real fake tough guy bullshit. Because if you if you look at Cam Cam Johnson, look if you looked at it through the game, you looked at it through the play, if you looked at it through his short career, he's not 
he, he, he doesn't get involved with the bullshit. He's not a tough guy. He's not one of those. He's not a bruiser. He plays his game. He shoots his threes. Perfect cog in the, in, in the, in the Phoenix system. Even when Jules was going after him, you could see Cam was like, yo, what's good? Like, come on, it's not, it's not that serious. My bad. Why? Because you was feeling yourself because you was you was actually you was actually maybe on a road to 40? Because you felt you felt, or maybe Randall has felt that the spotlight has been dimming on him and has been shining a little bit too much on RJ. So he had to try to Put the shot like spotlight back on him, even though in a negative sense. Like I, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish there. Like y'all struggling, y'all are holding on to a string. Slow down. They're holding on to a string to try to get into the playoffs. That would have been. A confidence booster that you go into Phoenix on a Friday night and you win on this road trip that there were no gimmies on this road trip, but you actually had a chance. You was up 14. Do you know that Cam Johnson made seven threes in the fourth quarter alone? Seven threes in the fourth quarter alone. He scored 24 points after the ejection. Perfect fuck you, right? I believe so. Perfect fuck you. And he topped it off with the buzzer beating game winning three banked off the backboard. For the win. Ain't that some shit? I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say. I kind of expected it though. I didn't even get mad. I think that's a sense of growth. That's a sign of growth anyway. That I just like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Figured as much. Because at this point in time, it doesn't even matter. It's, and, and, and that's probably the worst thing that could that a fan can feel for their beloved team is the feeling of apathy. Like, I don't give a fuck. They lost again. I swear, they remind me about 10, 15 years ago. Matter of fact, before Melo. So about 15 years ago, and I've told this story a couple times on this podcast, but 15 years ago... The Knicks would get to like 18, 19 wins. And for weeks, I would look at the standings. And it seemed like the eight, they were still at 18, 19, 20 for about a good month or two. And that's how it's been. I looked at the standings. I mean, I really looked at their record. I'm like, damn, they only got 25 wins? I can swear they had like 20 at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they did. 5 and 16. Same as the gentrification nets. And last but not least will be the James Harden, Joel Embiid, Shade. Yeah, I said Shade. I can't stand them. I was watching the game last Sunday when they beat the New York Knickerbockers at home. And Joel Embiid went to the free throw line about 30 times. And Harden went to the free throw line about 20 times. And they at which guard they combined for about 60 points. That game was so frustrating. Not so much for the fact that I really thought that we were gonna have a chance to win. Even when we had the lead, I just knew it. Yeah, it's just a mirage. It was so frustrating because. There's no flow. It's so frustrating to see because you can see the glee. Fucking Harden was giddy. Giddy, I say. On that court. 
Joel Embiid, this is the best player Joel Embiid has played with offensively. Maybe, yeah, offensively, yeah. Best player. That's already making him even more dangerous than he already was. He, to me, between the MVP race to me was between him and Ja. DeMar DeRozan closely snipping on their heels. That's just my personal preference. But um, now you put a, a, a engaged, a happy James Harden, an in shape against James Harden, even though he was held out because of hamstring tightness. I really believe that they just they they just running a scam. That's that's his way of getting some rest. He needs some mental days this weekend. But his hamstring is gonna be all right in the strip club, or maybe he was like, "Yo, I can't do these Philly strip clubs. I gotta get the fuck up out of here." Oh, my my hammy, my hammy. I'll be back Tuesday. Come back with stretched hammies out. Yeah, telling you, telling you. But yeah, what's gonna happen for the rest of the season? The Knicks ain't fucking making the playoffs. I really wish that the gentrification nets, well, the media would get off their collective scrotum. See, I could have some t type of decorum. And James Harden leads the Philadelphia 76ers to the Eastern Conference Finals where he ultimately will shrink in Game 7. And during the post-game conference, Joel Embiid will show the masses the first chink in the armor where he throws some subliminals at James Harden and says, we just need to get in shape. We need to uh, have that fire. Sometimes maybe uh, we need to start thinking with our head on top of our necks and not our head and our pants. Gonna be your fair weather friend. Be there through the end. Time and time weather. Time and time again. Man. I swear, once I get my production shit up to par, whoo boy, the things that I be having in my mind that I got to try to figure out and learn how to translate it to this podcast, man, going to be like none other. But the reason I started out with that little quip, a fair weather friend, if that's even the name of the freaking song by Johnny Gill. Cause I know it was Johnny Gill, and for some reason I have a feeling I just screwed the hell up that I screwed the title of that name. <sighs> anyway, the reason I started with Fair Weather Friend is because a dear friend of mine brought to my attention that I, Donnie Effin, oh, is a Fair Weather baseball fan. And Upon further inspection, I guess I came to the conclusion that I might be, he might be right. I know, I know. We had the discussion. And uh, shout out to Big Smitty from the group home in Bergen Beach. <laughs> you know, one of these times he was able to, you know, get some, get some phone time. <laughs> some PT <laughs> from the group home. Uh, he reached out and we was talking and, and we was talking about the lockout. And I was saying that I felt that MLB was taking a big chance by implementing this lockout and allowing it to be extended for the fact that a lot of people are not paying attention or it's becoming easier and easier not to pay attention to baseball. Baseball has 162 games. There could be some arguments that you should shorten the season, maybe down to 150. Maybe Well, I believe 145 was the figure a couple years ago that they was bandying that about. But while we was having the discussion, and I was talking about there was uh, rumors that um, Freddie Freeman from the from the Braves might be had, 
might be able to be attained because uh, the Braves don't really want to open the pocketbook up. And the rumors were that the Mets were among the suitors that were sniffing about. And we were trying to figure out where would Freddie Freeman fit if uh, Cohen just said, you know what, F it. I'm just going, I'm going to open the bag and I'm just going to throw mad money at after everybody. And uh, when we talk about Peter Alonzo and Dom Smith, neither one of us could remember the name of the Mets' biggest acquisition from last offseason. And that would be Francisco Lindor. I think I even said, hmm, you know, Dawn, you know what I'm talking about. The guy they got last year. You know, uh, uh, the, the Rays look alike. Uh, he was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. We could. And I'm like, I wonder how many fans are going through that right now. I mean, of course, you got your diehards. And I've never progressed, I mean, prof professed to be the diehard baseball fan. My fandom, if I guess when you wanna, if you want to even talk about uh, memorabilia and merchandise and, you know, T-shirts and stuff, I am drowned in orange and blue. I got Mets t-shirts out the wazoo. I got Mets hats out the wazoo. Mets jackets out the wazoo. Mets sweaters out the wazoo. If you didn't know what the wazoo mean, that means my ass, my scrotum. Well, not my scrotum, my asshole. <laughs> I, I don't know why I had to sprinkle that shit in. I could have just left it as wazoo and just let y'all, you know, figure it out. Anyway. But, um... I mean, looking back, I remember back in the days when we used to play baseball around the way. We had two places we used to play baseball at. The building where, where I grew up at was right next to a library. And the only thing separating my building and the library was a parking lot. A parking lot slash a wall where you can see the walkway from the front of my building to the back of my building outside. It was almost like a dungeon type shit. Anyway, you just had to be there. So we were either playing in the parking lot. Anything over the fence was a homer because you couldn't get it. Or we would play in front of the gate of the parking lot. And anything that didn't break a window... Possibly was an inside the park home run. And that's the times that we didn't go to the park and actually play. I used to always I used to always like playing uh catcher because I didn't have to run. And I, I was a fast motherfucker, but you know, I just didn't I, I felt like that nobody else wanted to play catcher because you just used to put so much pressure on your knees and I'm like, all right, I'll play it. Don't matter to me, I'll sit down. You know, people was especially playing hardball. But you don't see that nowadays. I mean, unless you're part of an organized team in one of these leagues, random people just don't go to the park and play baseball. Random people go to the park and play basketball. Not even that many random people go to the park and play football. All you need is two people. Throw the ball back and forth. You got three people. You got you got the quarterback. And you got and you go head to head with the next person. I say all that to say this. I personally cannot watch a full baseball game. Can't watch the whole nine innings. Especially the beginning of the season, the first couple games, yeah, because I want to see how my team looks. Then we fast forward to all-star break because at that point in time, that's the only sport that's going. So I can really pinpoint and see where my Mets are at. And then, depending on how far they are in or out of contention depends on how much attention I will give them going into August and September because that around that time, football season is revving up and my number one team is the New York Jets. So, team-wise, matter of fact, sports-wise, I would rank my sports like this. Football 
basketball, baseball. And it's going to hurt me to say the order on how I rank my teams. My teams are ranked as such. The New York Jets, the New York Mets, and the New York Knickerbockers. And people want to know, well, I don't understand. If basketball is your second favorite sport, how come the Knicks are your third favorite team? Very easily. Because there are points given and points taken away from loyalty to said team. My Jets, I don't claim nor really root for another team. I may appreciate that team when it comes to playoff season because my Jets have not made the playoffs in the last 12 years. So I'll appreciate other teams in the playoffs, like I said, just to keep interest going on in me. But I, I, I'll never say, yeah, I wish you I'm a San Diego, I'm a Los Angeles Chargers fan, even though I'm fucking with Herbert. Hard. Pause. When it comes to the Mets, I could never say, yeah, I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. I'm a Washington Nationals fan. I will never even put no, no other colors on my body but orange and blue when it comes to baseball and green and white when it comes to football. Now, when it comes to basketball, even though, like I said, I admit it, that my number one team is the New York Knicks. But I also... I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. More like a Golden State Warrior appreciator, but fuck it, I am a fan. So being the fact that I split my fandom between the two, currently, I do have to say that, um, yeah, Knicks have to be third. Can't be second. And you split and you look and I'm splitting my loyalty. But I say all that to say this when it comes to the lockout and to give baseball some love. Some of the things that have been disseminated into the media was the fact that the players are vehemently opposed to any type of cap. But the owners are opposed to having a floor. And that's Part of where the big chasm is between the two sides and trying to get together and salvaging the season. There are there is a contingent of players that who are prepared to give up the season. But if they give up the season, on the other hand, you can't go back which go hat in hand talking about, yeah, I wouldn't be credited and be go into free agency. So that might cause some of the players to to, to, to pause. Or giving up the season, but they've already lost the first week of the season. Because the owners have said any games lost will not be made up. But I swear, if they come up to a decision in the next week, you mean to tell me the owners really gonna give up those five games? Owners gonna make a way. They're gonna try to push that shit to November. They've been trying to push that World Series the season into November for years. Only reason they which got got November that first time is because unfortunately because of nine eleven. You know, Jeter missed November. But I'm telling you. But I don't have a feeling either way on where this lockout is going to go. I really don't. Now the players do have the public side. Or should I say the public are take, is taking the player's side currently. Which is kind of shocking because normally when it comes to these lockouts, these uh, labor disputes, the public tends to say, oh, y'all, y'all too greedy. Just take the money. Y'all already making money. Y'all already rich. Just come out. Come on. Come, come, hurry up and play. I think the sentiment is different because... Not that many people are really missing the product right now. Me personally. The last two World Series, I didn't give a fuck about. 
You had Atlanta and who? Houston? Did Houston make it? I don't even remember. I know Houston made it last the year before last when the Dodgers beat them. Or, or did they beat the Rays? See, I don't remember. I just know the the the, the which court the Yankees didn't make it. <laughs> no, the Mets didn't make it. But yeah, I, I just I don't know. I, I I think even whenever they resume play. Whenever they commence to play, commence the season to start, I don't think they're going to go the whole season. But whenever they commence to start, I think there's a lot of problems that are not going to be solved in this collective bargaining agreement and is going to keep on bubbling underneath the surface. And in two or three years in, into the agreement, there's going to be a strike. And fan interest is going to continue to dwindle, dwindle to nil. <sighs> you know, I just, I just hope my Mets can buy a fucking World Series before that. That's all I really care about. I need one of my teams to get a championship before I die. I have only seen the Mets win a championship in '86, and I thought that shit was going to be gravy. Only championship I've seen on this earth that I was able to appreciate. Matter of fact, only championship period. Knicks haven't won since 73. Jets haven't won since 68-69. And you think I care about a lockout? Yeah, I care about a lockout because I want to see how many players Cohen could buy. That's all I'm worried about. So I guess I am a fair weather fan. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Fairweather friend, be there to the end, through the stormy weather, and time and time again. See, not to neglect my promise at the very top of this episode, I'm going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and um his situation with the Green Bay Packers and Kyler Murray. Because right now, to tell you the truth, I am so fucking tired. I did not feel like talking about them. So I'm going to speed through this very, very quickly. Aaron Rodgers, to me, right now, is coming off very Favre-like. Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre. Remember when Brett Favre, every year, up until the time that he finally got traded to the Jets, or he forced to trade? Every year, Ed Werner of ESPN, we staked out of this house. Every summer, seeing that Brett Favre was going to come back. Because every year at the, end of, at the end of the season, he would retire. And Aaron Rodgers would be almost like on the side, like double dutch, waiting to get his turn. And Favre would come back like, nope, 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 nope. I ain't ready yet. Nope. Had to change of heart. To me, that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now. If he stays... He has a cap hit of, I believe, $46 million. They will be unable or possibly unable to retain the services of Devontae Adams. I believe Aaron Rodgers knew all along that as long as the Green Bay backers were committed to kissing his ass, he was committed to staying there to get his ass kissed. Point blank. Do I think he's going to leave? I don't know. And personally, I I'm, I'm, I'm really don't care. I really don't. Because he has continuously shown himself to not care about anybody but himself. So why should I care about him? Yeah, I know that's the whole premise of making this podcast was to give my salty thoughts on various topics, including... Aaron Rodgers, dumbass. But I'm, I'm, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I hope he goes to Denver and he implodes. Because personally, that's the only other place I can see him going. Hope he goes to Denver and implodes. Or I hope he stays in Green Bay and he continues to underachieve like he do year after year after year. Enough about Aaron Rodgers. Kyler Murray, on the other hand... He has shown himself to be every much as every much as the selfish 
as I thought he was, just through body language. Because every time that I witnessed him playing, there was always a shot of him rolling his eyes, throwing his hands up when a play wasn't made or he got or he scrambled himself into a sack. So he allowed his agent to put out a statement and everything in that statement was I, I, I. I came to this franchise and I brought this franchise from its depths and I hope to continue being with this franchise so I can help this franchise uh, achieve the things that I believe that should be. I arrived to this team and it was three and 13 and over the last three seasons, I have helped this team in this franchise increases win total over year, year after year. Kyler Murray, he's up for his fourth year option, I believe. I mean, he's up for his fourth year, and normally that's when the extensions start to get made. And there's a lot of scuttlebutt throughout the league that's saying that no way in hell should the Cardinals commit long-term in a big bag to Kyler Murray just for the fact of the last three years, I don't know why they even extended. I think I think they gave, uh, uh, what is his name, the coach. They gave him a six-year extension, Cliff on uh, Kingsbury, six-year, six-seven-year extension with with the, with the general manager. So, Kingsbury and Kyler Murray in their three years have always had a great first half and a terrible second half. And it's been consistent. But do you be- I believe that them extending Kingsbury for, for the amount of times that he did is showing a commitment to Kingsbury. Now, the onus is on K- Kingsbury showing a commitment to Kyler Murray. Or does Kingsbury like, well, I got my money. Kyler, look, I told you, I told you that was the wrong move. Kyler Murray and his coach share the same agent. Ain't that some shit? That is conflict of interest, if you if you say if you, if you ask me. You know, I swear, I felt like bringing the segment of this fuck is trash. Back just for Kyler Murray because he was the inaugural winner of that set award. But uh I'm gonna I'm gonna let him rock for now. I wanna see his next move. A lot of people are saying he's thinking about just going back to play baseball. But is it a guarantee? If he gets a very big offer to switch to switch sports, I could see him taking that hundred million dollar offer. That $70 million offer. Especially if it's going to be comparable to whatever he's going to get in football without the punishments. But yeah, what what he did this past week, nah, nah. That wasn't a move, Kyler. That was some real trash. <laughs> well, people, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Oop podcast. As always... I'd like to thank each and every one of y'all for making me in this here podcast the one that y'all choose to listen to. I'd like to welcome the big amount of new listeners that I've garnered over the last couple months. Matter of fact, since the beginning of the year of this podcast. Welcome. Hopefully I haven't scared y'all off. And hopefully y'all will continue to be on this bumpy ride that we call the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh Podcast. Thank y'all. Yeah. Next week, as I said in the intro, will be my 100th episode. So expect 
a century extravaganza. I do have a guest lined up that should be familiar to all y'all, but I am not going to divulge who the hell it is. Y'all just have to tune in to find out. And hopefully I will have some surprises in the tuck like I've said before. So, what is going to be on tap next week besides that? Who knows? There's probably not going to be no type of format whatsoever if there's some sports news that comes out or the Knicks actually put a couple wins together. I might talk about that, but probably I'm not going to be talking about nothing in particular. I'm just going to let the shit flow like the wind. So, with that being said, Hickle the Vlogs! EasyTree.me slash Rodadonnie Ooh, EasyTree.me slash Rodadonnie Ooh, for everything Donnie Ooh. This podcast you're listening to can be reached at EasyTree.me slash Rodadonnie Ooh. Salty Thoughts Donnie Ooh podcast merch can be bought at EasyTree.me slash Rodadonnie Ooh. And as always, if y'all want to hear some classic Donnie Ooh music, that can be heard at EasyTree.me slash Rodadonnie Ooh. The Salty Thoughts Donnie Ooh podcast is available on multiple streaming platforms wherever podcasting is available. Apple, Spotify, Anchor.fm, amongst others. No matter what platform you choose to listen to me on, please like, share, subscribe, hit the notification button, so whenever I drop, y'all will be the first to hear it. As always, take my RSS feed, put it in your podcasting apparatus, and when you do that, you guess what will fucking happen. That's right. Donnie Ooh's black ass will pop up in said feed. Those are the plugs for me. Now, the plugs for others. Check out the Black Wrestling Podcast. Check out the Black Wrestling Podcast. Check out the homies. Cal, fam, math, drip. Check them out on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Check out, check them out on YouTube. Like and subscribe. They are live. Each and every Thursday night. And between the hours of 8 and 8.30. Somewhat. Check them out. Like and subscribe. Check out my homie, the Mojo King. Check out my homie, the Mojo King. And his Hidden Gems Golf. Where he unearths all the hidden gems in the world of fantasy golf. Check him out. Especially his last two episodes where he double dipped in hitting Jim's golf this week. And one where he gave, or should I say, he tore Donnie Ooh a new one. Based on his erroneous picks of the week before. Yeah, I said it. And he, did I hear that he threatened Donnie Ooh with violence with a steel chair? He offered to get extra steel chairs from Arizona to commit some form of violence against Donnie Ooh? Oh my goodness. I don't know. The only way you will find out is if you check out his Hidden Gems Golf. Where, like I said, he dropped two episodes this week. Double your pleasure, and hopefully if he's right, will double the amount of funds that are in your pocket. And not only did he double dip this week, he normally double dips when it comes to podcasts. I already told y'all about Hidden Gems Golf. Now I'm going to tell y'all about Hip Hop Hidden Gems. That's right. I remembered the name this time. Hip Hop Hidden Gems. Where the Mojo King and his partner, Willie Freeman, unearthed all the hidden gems in the history of hip hop. Check them out on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Check them out on all streaming platforms wherever podcasting is available. Like and subscribe. 
check out my boys, Gimmick Infringement, Winchester and McDowell, where they recap the past week in professional wrestling, including AEW, WWE, some New Japan, maybe some Impact Wrestling sprinkled in. Check them out on YouTube, like and subscribe. Check them out, hopefully, before Revolution this coming Sunday. Check them out on YouTube where they give a detailed breakdown recap preview of AEW Revolution. Yeah, welcome to the family of where I definitely mess up the plug when I'm trying to plug the podcast that Donnie U listens to. Check out Gimmick Infringement. Gimmick Infringement, Hip Hop Hidden Gems, and Hidden Gems Golf are all part of the Darn, my voice cracked in that. So I guess I got to say it again. Part of the 19 Media Group. Last but certainly not least, check out Body More Bottles. Check out Body More Bottles on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Check out the channel where they go on a journey to let y'all know the latest in spirits, wines, beers, amongst others. Check out Body More Bottles on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Yeah. But after you check them out, check me out next week and join me for my 100th episode, Extravaganza. Yeah. Short one this week. I made it. But will I make it until next week? Only one way to find out. Until then. Goodbye. Bye.